Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 180, which is a very large number, of the Chainborn Chance and Alex pod- podcast. My name is Chainborn of InfiniteBacklog.com. Joining me this evening, as always, is Chance of the games of Chance.blogspot.com. Chance, it's hot there, you hear, I hear. Oh, it's toasty. Mm. Hang on, hang on. Let, 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 me put that into, let me put that into Google. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, give that to us in American two, terms. In, in our backwards, you know, eighty-six. Movie, you know, the metric system frightens, confuses. Yeah, yeah. I, I, base ten. God, it's weird. Eighty-six. Well, is it humid though? Because that's yes. Not okay, no, then, it's then that sucks. Hot. That sucks. That sucks. Okay, pea soup weather. Oh, mm-hmm. you walk outside and the air hits you, like it means it. Yeah, it's brutal. It feels like you're suffocating. It's great. Yeah, mm, can't breathe. Yep, yep. I can't. I can't dig it. Alex is also here of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, it's been dark and rainy and nasty. Yeah, I'm really sleepy and I can't seem to wake up. And now it's 7.30 and I don't really want to go to bed, but I kind of feel like it. <laughs> I'd be okay with going to bed. I'm tuckered. But, but it's just nasty all day. It's kind of hard to ever get moving. And then You know you know what? You know why I'm so sleepy? It's because I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it made you sleepy? Oh, it was so boring. It's so it was, boring. I was dev- like I was devastated. I was sitting there for like the first forty five minutes and I was getting to the point where you know, yeah, like you kinda have to pee, but if it's a real good movie, you'll hold it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was like I'm out of here. Alright, time to pee. Is <laughs> <laughs> forty five minute scene where they don't stand up. No, no, it's not it wasn't it wasn't that at all. Uh the scenes were relatively brief, especially compared to, you know, like fucking Inglorious Bastards. The last three movies he's made. Yeah, uh, well in well okay, what was the one before Inglorious Bastards? Django. Yeah, you're well, right. Django came after Inglorious. No, you're right. Inglorious uh, Django Hateful. Uh, hateful. And yeah, th- yeah, there aren't there aren't any scenes like that in this. Uh it's it's relatively fast paced. There there isn't any of that, you know, wonderful well, there there is like little tiny bits of that kind of Tarantino zippy dialogue, but it's the exception, not the rule. Hmm. Like, it feels like this was written by someone else and he just directed it. And, um, and yeah, you, you don't really care about the characters because Leo is, Leo's character, whose name I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I, remember. Ouch. I remember that Brad Pitt's character is Cliff Boone. I think it's, or no, Cliff Booth, I believe is his name. Cause you, you, you dislike Brad, or Leo's character. Leo's character is a, is a self-absorbed. He has no idea, like um, what the problems other people are going through. Even his his professed best friend, the guy he insists is his best friend. Um, he's really just like you can tell that Cliff is kind of just there as a hanger on, even though he is good at being the best friend. Um, but Cliff is a real chill, easygoing guy, and you kind of want to know what his deal is because everyone believes that he killed his wife. <laughs> And there's a flashback where she's, uh, she's like, you know, just leaning into him like a wife can on a boat, just telling him all the things he does wrong and how she could have done better and, and blah, 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 blah. And he's looking at a spear gun. And then, you know, it cuts away to a different scene. You never know if he actually killed a wife, but it just kind of hangs there across the movie. This guy may have killed his wife. With in a fact, spear gun. Yeah. In fact, he probably did. And you, you kind of believe that he did because every now and again, or just once actually, no, twice, throughout the breadth of the movie leading up to the finale, Cliff is kind of put in a situation where, um, he's, he's up for doing violence on someone. And yeah, once, up for some punches? Yeah, and when once it's V. Bruce Lee, and Cliff is like, yeah, yeah, you, you do it for TV. You know, <laughs> we do it for real. And he gets in a fight with Bruce Lee. And, and kind of wins a fight a little bit with Bruce Lee, uh, which is like, eh, uh, eh. Uh, 
shit. And uh, and and there's another one where he goes out to a hippie commune, and he kind of quickly sniffs out that that something's kind of weird and creepy here. So he decides to get out of Dodge. When he gets back to his truck, uh, he discovers that one of the hippies has stuck a switchblade in the in the uh, in the side of Leo DiCaprio's Lincoln. And Cliff can't have that, so he tells the guy, "You're gonna, you're gonna. Here's the spare tire. You're gonna put it on the car." And the guy was annoying, and so Cliff just beats the shit out of the guy. And it's very violent when it occurs. It's very, really quite violent, almost slapsticky violent. <laughs> but again, there's not much to Cliff's character. He's just kind of a question mark. Elsewhere, Margot Robbie plays uh, Sharon Tate. The first victim of the Manson, or just one of the victims of the Manson? One of, the famous one. The famous one. I don't, I don't know where she falls, because the Manson family murders aren't that big a deal to me. I know they happened. I know lots of shit they're happened that, in the they're States. They're not that big a deal to anyone else. We just know yeah. Charles Manson. He's just really famous for that. Yeah, but Charles Manson, you know, was famous for being the, hip, the, the hippie guy who got a bunch of hippies to kill. Anyway. Yeah, he was a more useful political tool than it was like... Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. Uh, he is still alive. Oh, yeah. He just gets denied parole every year because he's still batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. He's the worst. Yeah. He's the worst. So Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. Um, and I'm going to spoil the end of... Sweet. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right now, listener. Um, really, you, you could have guessed it going into it. But uh, the the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood suggests it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale, says Quentin Tarantino, because in this version of 1969 Hollywood, uh, Sharon Tate's murder is prevented by this idiot Leonardo DiCaprio and his uniquely violent uh, stunt double, <laughs> Cliff Booth. And... And you were expected to care about that for the same reason I believe Quentin Tarantino cares about that, that it was a symbolic event that killed the innocence of America. And I don't believe that's the event at all. I would point specifically to Vietnam and the Kennedy assassination for that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Zodiac was a lot more terrifying. Yeah. Did a lot and, more. Yeah. yeah. And so if you want us to care about the preventing the murder of Sharon Tate in your movie, Quentin Tarantino... Let us care about Sharon Tate. Yeah, that's we what I heard. Yeah, we don't. She has almost nothing to say throughout the movie. She's Jeez. not an interesting character in any capacity. Um, and uh, it's it's a waste of Margot Robbie. It's a complete waste of Margot Robbie. That's a crime. You know what didn't waste yes. Margot Robbie? What? Friggin' Suicide Squad. No, it didn't. Fuck, that, that turned me around on Margot Robbie. I'd seen some stuff that she was quite good in, and then I saw Harley Quinn, and I'm like, I will watch you in anything. I just love her now. I love her. And she was absolutely wasted in this. Additionally, I just got to throw it there. If Quentin Tarantino happens to be listening to this podcast, and I know that uh, he does. I know that he can does. You, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to him later. Be like, Quentin, this is about you. Fairy tales aren't fairy tales because they're not true. Yep. The things that occur in fairy tales are fantastical, like what used to happen in your movies. But the stories in fairy tales, the point of them is they are true. Sometimes there's a crazy woman in the woods that eats kids. That's right. Be be careful as you venture into the woods. Honor thy mother and father. All that kind of shit. That's the core of a fairy tale is that there's truth in there. And this is a big dumb lie for no reason other than to explore Hollywood when Quentin Tarantino was most affected by it. He's exploring the Hollywood that he grew up in as a child. That's his ideal world because that's the world that was magical to him when he was 13 years old or whatever. So it's his loss of innocence, not necessarily America's. No, exactly. And and because it's so personal to him, it's meaningless to me. It's it's almost insulting to me. That's kind of how I feel about Watchmen. 
I loved Watchmen. I didn't I, love I, it. I, I really liked it. I really liked it. I quite liked it. The comic book was better. Um, well, that's the thing is I went to it after having read the book. And so I just loved seeing those characters on screen. Well, I, okay. One Watchmen comment. You know, I, I kept, I watched it. I'm like, so how are they going to do the giant squid thing? Yeah. And then the answer is they, they don't. Fuck no. <laughs> oh. yeah. Let's not try that. No. So was this Tarantino's last movie? I hear people, people talking that he's winding he's down his career. That since that since freaking um, hateful. Jack- Okay. He said he wasn't good. He said he was retiring from writing after they leaked the hateful script, and that wasn't uh, that wasn't I, true. I, I don't believe that for a moment. Additionally, he is like locked in, confirmed. He's going to direct an R-rated Star Trek. Yep. That's the I thing. I still that's, don't believe that's, that's going to happen. It's and coming. I won't watch it. You cannot make me engage, motherfucker. Absolutely. <laughs> First of all, in order for that to work, it would have to be all new characters. He cannot. Quentin Tarantino should not be allowed anywhere near actual Star Trek canon. I got a good one. I got a good one. Mm. Ensign Thousand Toes, get those feet off my dash. Oh, Slow motion shot. Uh, okay, okay. So you know in Inglorious Bastards where um, uh, Van Hammersmark gets choked? Yeah. Those are Quentin Tarantino's hands. Oh my god. Yeah. You can't unknow that. Yeah, and looking at this movie, I mean, okay, I didn't mind Daisy being the sole female character. Like, there were other female characters in Hateful Eight. But I didn't mind Daisy being the sole female character because she was fucking interesting the whole yeah. the whole film. Like, that is a strong female character. And I didn't even hate that, oh my god, the awful violence that happens to her at the end didn't strike me as a misogynist because in this situation, yeah. I just, she was just a strong character to me and some people you gotta hang. But in Hateful Eight, uh, that pr- that character doesn't exist. Uh, there is. You mean in in this one? In no, sorry. Yeah, in 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 you could you could argue time. there are there are two interesting female characters in Django. Well, okay, the 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 wife character is kind of idealized in Django, but then the sister, Leonardo DiCaprio's sister, is a meaty role. Like she doesn't say or do much, but that's a hell of a character to play, and the actor actor doing it did a great job. And, and Carrie Washington was, you know, angelic as the wife. Yeah. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, women are, okay, Sharon Tate is there as like the innocent angel, even though, no you know, comparatively. No, but she is. She is kind of presented that way. Uh, all right. Um, or women are, you know, uh, and it's weird. Every it's, other, it's, a, it's really every, a version horror dichotomy. Yeah, every other woman is presented as completely sexually available. All these hippies, okay. underage hippies, are throwing themselves at Cliff, and he's got to rebuff them. Um, See, is, is this what's setting off alarms for me? And um, oh, what's the Kojima game? Uh, oh yeah, Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, okay, what, what, the, there are two female characters. One is named Fragile, and the other's Mother. Yeah, and uh, they're <laughs> probably both in skin tight stuff. No, they're but, not. Uh, a mother's actually like an old lady. Right? But, okay. yeah. but there's one other female character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood who is actually, to me, kind of stole the show and is the one character I keep thinking back on is that was actually an interesting scene. Okay. Was uh, Leo is trying to learn his lines and he's coughing and he's red in the face because he's old and he's smoking too much and everything sucks and he's hungover and blah, blah, blah. And there is this precocious eight-year-old girl dressed in, you know, her costume for the Western that they're in, sitting in her director's chair, um, memor- or going over a script or something. I don't think it's a script. I think she's reading something that's, like, super deep, actually. And Leo sits there and has 
a real meaningful conversation with her about how, about the book that he's reading. And as he explains the plot of it to the little girl, he realizes how it actually reflects his own life and he breaks down in tears. <laughs> and, and you, I keep on waiting for them to tell me that this little girl ends up being, uh, Meryl Streep or something, but it never, it, she, her, who she is in the world of Hollywood, this Hollywood is never revealed. And then Cliff goes on to do a really intense scene where he's threatening to kill the little girl and Timothy Oliphant, I think, has to talk him out of it or something. And the elephants in this? Yes, there's some Ooh. really, yeah, there's some, there's some nice little, some, there's, yeah, anyway. And at the end of the scene, Leo has like put his all into this and he's physically dying and, and he really wants what he does to mean something. And the little girl turns to him and says, that was some of the best acting I've ever seen. <laughs> and she was a great character. Those two scenes were great scenes and really they're the most vivid in my mind. Uh, a week after having seen it. So, a rental. Uh, I'll wait for Netflix. Yeah, that's, I guess that's what the rental means now. Well, like, if yeah, you're, if streaming you're. Streaming services any, somewhere, yeah. Yeah, and if you're really curious, and I bet you, if you didn't go into it, like, really raring to see it, you're not gonna make it past half hour, 45 minutes. Cause there's nothing in here to, to say, there's nothing in here to drag the viewer along. You don't care. See, and that's the weird thing about the Hateful Eight. There have been times where I've wanted to stop it halfway through and go to bed, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, Hateful Eight just goes, and unlike Django. Yeah, Django, you can shave 20 minutes off that fucker. Yes. but Right in the middle in the training bullshit. But, like, every step of the way along Hateful Eight is just tension and tension and questions and and intrigue and wonderful. Yeah, I love I love almost every single scene. I love the scene where he, where Bob gets accused of being a liar. Yeah. Calling me a liar? (laughs) No, haven't quite said it yet. Yeah. Love it. Love that movie. So, speaking of disappointment, I'm still playing Days Gone. What a wonderful game. And I wish I wasn't. (laughs) I wish the game was over. It could have ended. It should have ended. I admire your tenacity. It should have ended. Spoilers for Days Gone. Nobody cares. This game is old anyway. Not that old. Um, Six months. Old enough. Old enough that I can spoil it with abandon and not care. I bet you it's been like two or three months. It feels like six. Days gone. It's like a couple months after you played it. Late spring release? It feels like six months. On with my browser. Exit full screen. You need to start. Stop. Because I got it when it was 40 bucks, and that was like a month ago. Days gone. Release. Release date. May. I'm going to say April. April 26, 2019. God, so about three almost months. May. <laughs> so, yeah, no, April, so May, June, July. It's been about three months. It has been almost, it has been three months and five days. It's been a, you know, an eventful three months for me then. I'm yeah. still going to spoil it because I don't care. Anyway, so in the first section, you've got three different camps, right? A slave camp, uh, conspiracy theory camp and a decent camp that's run by an old guy who doesn't admit that the Rippers are going to come and kill them all anyway. Much as I predicted last week, the Rippers come. Yay, surprise. The guy named Schizo betrays you. Gee, his name is Schizo. Go figure. So you fight the Rippers off and then somewhere in this part we find out that, hey, Sarah Deacon's wife is probably still alive at a different camp and we don't really care because I don't like Deacon at this point and I don't care about his wife either. But he leaves this camp, this camp that is now basically safe that he did honestly help save by killing like a thousand people on a whim. Like, um, you know. 
Deacon's a mass murderer. He, Saturday he's, night. Yeah, yeah he, he is an awful person. <laughs> uh, even even Boozer feels a little bit bad. So what Deacon does is they blow up a dam and mm-hmm. drown all the rippers. All, all of the them. rippers. Almost all of them. I mean, all like, like, the rippers. Yeah, yeah. There is a and, wonderful callback to that later in the game where... Oh, uh, I got to that. They won't bother you anymore. Oh, no, it's something like, uh, like, uh, sh- should we be afraid of getting jumped by rippers? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> and even Boozer, they get back. They, they, they get back and, and the leader, um, uh, Iron Mike, let Schizo go. Said him right out of here and leave, cause he didn't want to see any more killing. And Deacon's like, goes to Boozer, can you believe that? And Boozer's like, yeah, you know what? I think he's right. I'm kind of done with the killing. Even Boozer's like, maybe opening up a dam and killing all these people at the same time probably was not the best solution to things. So Deacon leaves this camp. He saved the camp. He leaves the camp. Iron Mike shows him a way over the mountain, says, don't come back ever. Just just for the record, you don't think there was a perhaps a wise argument for killing all the Rippers at once if you had the opportunity to? I think mass murder is is mass murder, regardless of who you're murdering. Yeah, but... Is it war at this point, though? I would say it's war. Mike didn't think so. Mike told him not to do it. Mike thought that the that the truce with the Rippers could hold. And Mike's point of view is that you need all the people. It isn't people to not have it coming. Now, you can't, first of all, you can't not not believe in Mike. What Mike says is wonderful and spiritual and true. That said, was he right in this case? Would the Rippers have let the truce hold? Uh, If Mike had handed over Deacon and Boozer, possibly. Okay. That's what Carlos actually wanted. No, also, also, man, I've got a bridge in your state that I'd like to sell you. You can collect so many tolls. They probably wouldn't have. I That's just don't right. like Deacon. I'm looking for reasons to not like him. I and, agree. And, and, Agreed. and the cavalier nature and the fact that it never, he doesn't even lose any sleep over having killed, you know, 500,000 people all at once. He's like, eh, it's all right. So anyway. Really? Half a million? I don't think it was half a million. It was, no, you know, 500. I mean, no, I'm sorry, about 500 to 1,000 yeah, people. Could have been a couple hundred. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, like New York City. No, 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 no. Anyway, New York City. So they, they 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 ride over a mountain in a pretty nice it's looking million, scene. Excuse me, Mike leads them up to the top of the mountain. They ride over the mountain, and 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 there's music playing as as Deacon's riding. I'm like, oh wait, maybe we're gonna end here, and we don't need to do this anymore. We're gonna end down like the cliffhanger of he's done with this area, and 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 maybe he's gonna go off and find his wife, and we'll have a day's gone too. It'll be a better game. Uh, no, no, you're at like the halfway point. Not the halfway point. You're you've crossed maybe two thirds. Yeah, you've crossed this. You've crossed the second third, and now you're in yeah. the final third. So you end up in another area that is almost as big as the first area. Just, you know, square miles. With a lot of shit to do. Only two areas, but it's full of this militia. Two camps. That, yeah, yeah two, two, two camps. But, but both this, camps are the militia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the militia are pretty pretty much despicable. Yeah. Uh, the leader, one of the leaders is this, this God-fearing crazy man, and the other leader probably slept with Sarah. Uh-huh. And everybody's lying to everybody. So the way this the way this starts out, Deacon gets there and he realizes he has to play nice with the militia. He sees the ring on I can't remember the guy's name. He looks kinda of like Idris Elba. He's kind of like the ballish black guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Maori? Yeah. Maori? I don't know. One of the commanders. Ka- Kauri? Kauri. The, 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 Kauri. Com- the commander of the smaller camp. Yeah, Kauri. He meets Kauri. And Kauri's got his ring on. He's got the ring that Deacon gave Sarah back when he put Sarah on the helicopter way ever ago. And he looks at it, and you can tell that in that moment, he almost kills Cowie right there. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. And he plays nice. And he finds Sarah in the other camp, and Sarah basically spurns him. Mm-hmm. 
because she you can't know, reveal that they she know can't reveal and this is her new life now she she she's she's a killer too at this point everybody's terrible and then this thing starts to lose consistency. Deacon's motivation becomes really unclear because later on the two of them are out on their own on a bike ride going out to her old place of employment to get like a DNA decoder or whatever. And finally Deacon asks her, what happened to your ring? The ring I gave you, the, the MC ring. And she says, oh, she lies, of course. She says, oh, well, it, it, it's, it's, it's militia policy, which is true, that all your jewelry gets given away, which is true. But then how did Cowrie get it? Deacon doesn't pursue this. He just lets it go. Okay. Why? He's going to stop you. No, 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 because he's going to find out later that Sarah had a thing with this other guy, and it's going to be an excuse to kill him. Okay. He's going to kill Kauri, who's better than the other leader. I'm looking forward to you seeing the end of that particular plot arc, because you're 100% wrong. Um, okay. For- <laughs> did, did Sarah and Kauri hook all, up? No. Uh, first of all, See, that that's the game choosing the least interesting option then, isn't it? <laughs> no, because... It would be more interesting if she turned, if she thought Deacon was dead and started a new relationship. No, That it, would be it, interesting. Well, but your mind went there, and so it's a relief when it's not true. Because like, be more interesting because because happening. like like Deacon, we're we're always fearing the worst. Like we worried that this like first time we saw the ring, I was worried that he met Sarah, killed her, took the ring. Then we find that the find that Sarah's there. Okay, well now maybe there's some kind of relationship there, and other people are talking that this guy was always hitting on her. <laughs> no, no, that was the other guy. That was that was the other scientist guy. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a different guy who's hitting on her. Who 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 she pretty much like leaves flat. You know, and actually, honestly, pretty good scene. So Deacon's motivation is the same it's always been. It is now, he, he, but his motivation is now to kind of bring Sarah back onto his side. He's not going to leave the camp without her. His entire, like, he, he had given up all hope for living, and his reason for living is alive and at this camp. He's gonna do everything he can to keep her safe and happy. And what she tells him she wants is to toe the line with the militia, because she really believes, at this point, that the militia is the best chance for restoring, uh, restoring civilization. Yeah, we all, I also just found out that the virus is partially her doing. Yeah, and come on, you couldn't tell me that you didn't see that coming a mile oh, away. Oh, of course I saw yeah, that yeah, yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. That, that was, I mean, yeah, I mean, why, why wouldn't you at that point? Okay, so did you drive back, back down over the mountains with Sarah and yeah, get caught in the I, cabin? Yeah, I did, and wow. Wow. That was, so we, we just mentioned, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen, in my opinion, has the worst sex scene yes, in a major motion picture ever. Oh, God. It's awful. That's quite possible, yeah. It is. This little romance scene, it doesn't, it, thank God it doesn't boil down to a full-blown sex scene, but what is there is just like, I'm sitting in my seat going, ew, okay, this is, uh, this doesn't look, yeah. Yeah, like it's, 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 just, it's really cringy. Oh, yes, especially yes. after seeing, first of all, the kiss in the Last of Us 2 trailer. Yeah. It was a remarkable kiss. This is just kind of cringy. Mm-hmm. And what makes it even worse is it comes after the scene in which, um, uh, Ricky goes to Deke and kind of says, hey, you want to do... Like, for some reason, that scene... I'm not scene, married, she says. Yeah, yeah, that scene was so sexy to me. Because there's no face touching in that one. I because guess. we're more accepting of that, of, of of bad animation of a hand touching a chest as opposed to faces matching it felt like It felt other. like two different directors had directed each scene. Yeah, um, it was not... Yeah, so it was, it, was a, it was a great example of inconsistency in mm-hmm. Days Gone, I think. Well, I mean, as a lot of the pacing has started to fall apart. Near the end of the second act, where Deacon goes back to kill the Rippers and fights Carlos. And, of course, Carlos is just an ex-member of the gang 
that they burned his back tattoo off of. Yeah, that because, was a cliche and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, the pacing that was really weird because it's like you're jumping scenes. It's like I'm here and then, oh, now I'm yes. somewhere else and, oh, now I'm in the attic getting my ass kicked by Carlos. Oh, now we're done. I'm like, well, wait, what? It's yeah. like if it were a movie, the editing would have been like, what the hell did you do? Yeah, and that was very similar to the beginning of the game where the editing, like it really felt like the story was jumping around. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, and that, that occurs a couple times throughout the game, but that was definitely an example. Of it. So I just, I am ready. I am ready for the game to be done. For a you couple go, of reasons. you got a ways to go yet. God damn first, it. First, first of all, we established that the top, the north two areas are Act 1, the middle area is Act 2, the bottom area is Act 3, right? Yeah. There are several epilogue missions before you complete oh, the game. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. But it's cool. Like, it, the story just clips along at the end there. It's, I, I, I loved it. The, the problem is, is I, I, I really want to get this done because, first of all, next week I'm leaving and I'm not taking my Xbox with me. I'm going to have my Switch. And it's evil weekend, and I want to sit down, veg out, drink, and watch fighting games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. So it's like, if I don't finish this tonight or Monday night, it's not going to happen. You're not finishing it tonight. God, no, I know, because i got to edit and got to do all this. No, I And mean, this is more fun right now. I mean, so. if you had 100% of time, like if you weren't doing this right now, there's no way in hell you would finish it tonight. Oh, come on. It's just overstate its welcome. It's just... Yeah, just no. be over. Just no. be done. See, I was loving it because as at this point in the game, I had all the weapons. I had a super upgraded bike. I was tooling around that southern area, a bad motherfucker on a badass bike, killing anything in my way. I was my, like walking up to hordes and saying, all right, crack your neck. Let's do this. The bike, but, my bike is okay. My weapons are not great because I didn't get to level three in the previous area. Okay. Uh, so I still have, I still have Boozer's shotgun, but I did pick up, um, uh, a machine gun, like a really heavy machine gun okay. from the main military camp. Yeah. And, and I got the skill that, that ups the penetration. Ah. So I was like, but I avoid hordes. They're not, for me, it's just not fun to fight. If I see one, I will turn the bike around and run away. The LMG is a very good weapon for the horde. And I'm really sad to hear that because, as I recall, when I was talking about the game months ago, what did I tell you was the funnest fucking part of the game? The hordes. The hordes, and you're not playing them! But sometimes it breaks its own rules. Like, I had a horde show up on me out of nowhere in the middle of the day. Like, I was at one of the Nero camps. Okay. Searching around for one of those injector things so I could get more health or focus or whatever. Hmm. And I walk out of there, and it's like 1 o'clock, and a horde shows up. That can happen. And I, I mean, I took care of it because it's, I, it may have been scripted because I took care of it. I, I walk out, there's the horde, and oh, look, there's explosive barrels all over the place. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll just take care of this. But there was another one where I, I literally, it was, it was comedic. I, I turn a corner on the bike, and it's like a wall of zombies from one side of the road to the other side of the road, crawling on top of each other, looking like a goddamn tidal wave of decayed flesh just rolling down the hill. I'm like, ah, brakes, U turn, run away. So, didn't want to deal with them. Well, I really enjoyed it. It's a six and a half. It is it's not even not. a seven. It is a better it's, than seven. It's not. It's, it's not. It doesn't even get that dreaded. It's all right. It's a seven. No, not right now. Not unless this ending like completely wows me and Deacon somehow. The ending will not wow you. Oh, see. No, it's it's just the ending that I definitely wanted for Deacon. I was quite pleased with it. Oh, you mean he dies? Okay. Just play the fucking game. Alex, I'm what are you going to play? I'm going to finish it. But... <laughs> I... 
I love this because it, it angers you just a little bit. It just, just oh, it a little bit. you off. It does. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. I'm going to finish it. Don't worry about that. I just it, it needs to get done before Tuesday night. Anyway, what happens on Tuesday night? I leave. I'm oh. leaving on Wednesday for Canada. I'm not taking my Xbox with me. Neat. I'm taking my Switch, for which I purchased um, Slay the Spire. There you go. So mm. now I've bought that game twice. It's a good yeah, that's game. weird. That's weird. It is a good game, but, but it's, the problem it's been on sale for like fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. The Switch version has the Switch version is still twenty five, and the Switch version is one patch at least behind the PC version, huh. which annoys me because there's some good quality of life stuff in the most recent PC patch that is not in the Switch version. Well, they do. Uh, they made it easier to sort your cards when you're in your deck. Oh, good. So, like, when you're looking at your deck, trying to see which cards you want, in the new one, in, in the new PC version, you can sort it alphabetically by type, by order you got it, whereas in the Switch version, it's just the order you got it. It's really hard to see what you have, especially when you get, like, 30 or 35 cards. Hmm. But it's still the same. And oddly enough, on the smaller screen, it looks better. Yeah, I can see that. You're not dealing with the the because look, we all know the art's not that great. No, but, yeah, but smaller, it looks a little tighter. Yeah. Anyway, I, I stepped yeah. on Alex. What are you playing? What am I playing? I thought that after like getting into the end game of Diablo three, that I'd never be able to go back to Torchlight two. But I was wrong. I was uh, I was really wrong. I haven't played Torchlight two in like maybe four years. I think. Okay. okay. Been a long time and. When you get to the end game of Diablo 3, it stops being an RPG and starts becoming this weird resource management puzzle where you have to kill everything on screen within five seconds before it kills you. Up to and including bosses. Like, if you're not killing a boss in ten seconds on, uh, what is it, Torment 13, you're already dead. And, like, it's, it's interesting, but it's not as fun as it used to. Like, you don't really care about what's standing in front of you. And what Torchlight 2 does really well is it feels like a game. Like, you have to, like, different characters act differently. Different enemies act differently to what you have to do. You have to have, like, skills for enemies with shields, skills for enemies that are just, like, area of effect, enemies that are, that'll swarm you and get behind you. And it's, it feels like more of, like, an RPG instead of, I'll, I'll say it, Diablo 3 feels more like a casino. Mm-hmm. And Torchlight 2 feels like, you know, a character builder. Mm-hmm. It's way more about the grind, like a good level grind. Like with Diablo three, you have like a like a hard set like you can't use it before you're level blank. But with you know Torchlight two, if you have you can finagle stats to where you can wear equipment twenty levels above you. Hmm. And it's, it's I really remember neat. that, but it, you could like by with the order you put things on, you can like raise and lower your stats mm-hmm. to like sneak in some armor on that has a higher requirement than you actually have. I remember That's that. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Yep. God, it's so good. The problem and, then is yeah. that your entire armor set can be a house of cards. Oh yeah, we take one thing out and poof, it's all gone. Yep. And with, it's it's they, oh the equipment's such a great little min max puzzle. <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. Once you get it on Switch, chance you're gonna fucking love it. <laughs> well, thing is now now I worry that now I'm worried that I'm gonna get into it. I'm like. These spreadsheets aren't exciting to me. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, not? Oh man, because, like, because, not about because, that. You, because you're the mid maxing guy. You're like the mid maxing of this is so fucking good, chance. I'm like, that's not what I go to those games. No, the, for. the game is fun. Like it's just a fun action. Like I'm playing the uh, the like the range character, and you have to. You're doing backflips at blind people. You're doing like acid uh, mortar fire that like just melt shields. You're doing like fire rapid shot i got dual pistols it's fun as shit i don't remember who i played it's been so long well the sad thing is like it took me this long to actually finish all the characters and when i did i got an achievement and steam tells you like global achievement stats 
and the only people that play this are on Steam. I think it's the only place it's ever been available. I think. Uh, no, it's been uh, on some consoles. No, it hasn't. Torchlight um, Two has not. The first Torchlight has. Torchlight Two has not. This is the first port it's ever gotten. Yep. Mm. Yeah, the first Torchlight, oddly enough, is free as of today on Games with Gold. So I'll I'll be yeah. downloading that just to take a look at the old one again. But how, what percentage of players do you think finished all the classes? All the classes? Like not get to like level 100. Fuck, I haven't even done that. But um, like just not many the story. because a lot of uh, see I think there are more people who play games like me than there are like you guys where we mm. play play a game once and we're done with it. So I'll say less than five percent. Point seventy percent. Ooh, okay. it is the rarest achievement I've ever gotten. Wow, and that breaks my heart. Because this game deserved more love than it got, and I th- and Runic is gone, and that makes me sad. There's only four classes. Yeah, hmm. it was a twenty dollars game when it came out. It's just yeah. that good. And it was better than Diablo three. Out of the ball, like I I I, I hesitate to call it a better game because Diablo three has so much great shit like tacked onto it since. I will be right but, back. Out of the box, this was a better game, hands down. Well, it didn't. I don't remember it changing a whole lot once it came out. I mean, it's like here's no. Torchlight two, and it works. But there's the no modding. auction house breaking the economy. It yeah. works. And but the modding community, humble as it was, has done some great shit. They yeah, visually, up, how yeah. does it stand up? I mean, the game's visually, not it's new. it's fine. Like okay. the texture. This is one of the rare games where the texture mods I think are hideous, mm. and I kind of leave it vanilla. But like it, it's it's. It's it's a good design. It's a good cartoony design. Like, yeah, the enemies wasn't... have so much personality. They're fucking <laughs> great. Like I could just watch like the bat monster guys forever. They're just kind of neat. Just walking hmm. around croaking at each other. <laughs> Sometimes you get in little dance circles. Nice. Yeah, no, no. It, it's a it's a fun game. The mods are great. Uh, they've modded like an end game to it. They've added like fu- like there was like an end game dungeon where the longer you were in it, like the more le- enemies would scale above the, like the level cap. Hmm. I've never even touched that. I return. You return. Um. Yeah, like the I think it's called like Synergies mod adds like five like end game level dungeons and like three hundred pieces of end, end level loot. But they did nice. some good stuff. Huh. I don't know if the mods will ever get on the Switch, but no, no, that's no. that's the one thing that the PC master race, quote unquote, will always have on the console plebs like me is that. Once that game is in my on my system, the only people changing it are people charging money for it, <laughs> with being you know the developers. Torchlight Two sold three million copies by 2015. What? According to uh, Wikipedia. That's plenty. What the Agreed. Ah. Um, I got Fire Emblem on uh, Switch. Oh, that's right. I no, hear so, it's pretty okay. So, well, here I love this. So we, I, you emailed me about this, and you sent me this very interesting description of it. I don't remember what it was, but it was a, you kind of a you. you Describe the gameplay loop and how it worked and what you thought of it. Okay. And I immediately took it off my list of games that I want to play. I'm like, nope, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I feel like it kind of, okay, I haven't played any of the other Fire Emblem games. I don't know how much, uh, Persona esque school sim <laughs> is, mm. is part of those games. But this is, this is very much one of those, like, Hogwarts, um, what? Yeah, yeah. What? I thought you were, like, warring families. No. No. What? And I'm okay, I've never played an, another Fire Emblem game. Maybe this one is very, very different. But to me they were, yeah. to me this is very Trails of Cold Steel to me. And I know you guys didn't play it. <clears throat> no, I did not. But okay, so what it is it's is like sixty bucks on Steam is obnoxious. You show up um you, you you basically show up at this uh prestigious academy where 
Uh, there's three kingdoms in the area uh, that you're in. And all of those kingdoms send their elites to this one school to be schooled. And part of that is military training. And, um, and so you are a, pro- are a new professor at this school and you get to choose which, uh, which of those kingdoms houses you want to teach and they become your squad. And you can, uh, by building relationships with other kids throughout the school, you can get them to join your class and now they're on your squad. Um, so, and it just like persona, there's like a calendar going on, right? And I played through the first month of the game, probably took me five or six hours, maybe in that I did two battles total. I did two battles Mm. and, uh, you know what? So it was probably, uh, no, six or seven hours. Um, and I didn't love either of those battles, um, I'm not really falling for any of these characters. None of the characters are really grabbing me. The story isn't really grabbing me because there is no story. It's just introducing us to the characters. There hasn't been a moment of intrigue yet. And, you know, I mean, so that, that games last <clears throat> less than six hours. Yes. And, and, you know, that can be okay. Cause let us, let us remember Rocky. <laughs> the, the, the film Rocky. What is the central question of the movie Rocky? Do you remember? Can he punch good? No. Can he, <laughs> can he defeat Apollo Creed? Can this, can this, you know, young upstart who no one believes in, you can't, you can't do it, Rock. You're not tough enough. You can't can't do it, Rock. Can he beat Apollo Creed? And you know when that question is raised? Almost 45 minutes into that movie. So. And it's answered at the end. You can't do it, Rock. (laughs) (laughs) So, like that, that can work, but none of these characters have grabbed me to the point where I want to see where it goes or I want to find out what that question is that, you know, what, what is the actual inciting incident of this game? I have no fucking idea. And it hasn't, like, it's go, it's so slow going, but it's slow going in the same way that Persona was slow going. It's slow going in the ways that all JRPGs are slow going. I was just expecting more turn-based tactics and less, you know, let's get to know these kids. <laughs> There was an interview, I saw this on Checkpoint today, actually, where apparently not with this title. This title is doing remarkably well worldwide, mm-hmm. and then the previous one as well. So somewhere, and before these last two, it had been a very niche Japanese product where only a couple of them even made it to the West. Mm-hmm. And when these last two started selling really well, so there's an interview with one of the developers of, of Fire Emblem, and they asked him, well, what, what happened? What changed that you are having success outside of Japan? And he, you know what the answer was? Mm-hmm. Uh, we honestly don't know. We didn't really change anything. There's no one thing we could point to that's saying this is having more success in the West. Hmm. Um, I mean, part of it may be that a couple of the characters from one of the games showed up in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Well, I no, think... it's exposure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like they had a bunch of sword boys show up. Yeah, I guess that is true. Yeah, like but... that, and someone from Dragon's Quest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the I, dra- I think I think the Dragon's Quest here was a new edition this year. But uh, but in years in years past there were fire from heroes. Smash now, yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, I mean, thank you for taking that bullet for me. I am not interested in that at all. I I might keep plucking away at it, but I guarantee you, give it two weeks, something better will land on the Switch. In fact, it might. In fact, I think that new Kill the Kill game might be out right now. On Switch? Yeah. Don't you dare stream that story one online though. Who's gonna stop me? (laughs) Oh no no, they're just just don't. They're just saying don't do it. It's forbidden. It is. It is thought crime. Thought crime. Double plus on good. There we go. Don't get me thinking about 1984, man. Sorry. 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 It's... Kill the kill characters. Kill the... Ah, faster pussy got kill kill. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Kill the kill. Was that the one written by Roger Ebert? 
I no. Wait, sure as fuck no, Roger that. Ebert wrote a Russ Meyer movie. I think it was initial Valley release of the Dolls. date July twenty fifth. Okay, well here let's let's see what Kotaku is writing about the. Well, we jump from JRPGs to Orwell to Ebert. Mm-hmm. That's a nice. You're welcome. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, okay, scrolling down, good. scrolling down. Have you ever seen the nineteen eighty four the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. crazy really? young um, uh, John William Hurt. Yeah, John. Yeah, Hurt. yeah. John Hurt? I didn't no. like it very John much. Hurt. Yeah, yeah, John, John Hurt. Yeah, the book was. I actually William read American. that. That's one of the few books I've actually read. It's required reading for a very good reason. One thought. Yeah, is it still required reading? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't. Uh, I heard it gives. I heard it gives you autism now if you read it. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Um. Let me see what I can make. <laughs> go, go to go to the nib. What are we going? Where the, are we going? The nib. The nib. Com. The nib. The nib. Listener, if you're following along at home, the nib. N i b. T h e n i b. dot com. Dot com. And then scroll down and down. Keep hustling. Four cartoonists are no Economy experiences. Down and down. It's a total it scam. To me. Pressing more. Okay, I'm not your anti-vaxxer scare tactic by Elise Shulwenke. Posted July 26th. Click. Is your democracy in trouble? No. Welcome to Bachelor Nation. How far? I don't know where I'm going here. Don't hassle me. I'm local. Okay, just just there do. it is. Here it is. I am not. I am not your anti-vaxxer scare tactic by Elisa Shunky. Read more, or is it a comic? What it's it's it's, it's a full about? comic. So what? Just open it up, leave it there, and then once we're off the air, read this comic. Okay. It's it's nice. It's just a nice little comic that that points out one of the evils of the whole anti-vaxxer movement. Okay. <clears throat> Bye, Ramblem. Yeah, not yeah. Something not, not something doing it for you. Something more. Oh yeah, we never found out when kill. Okay, kill la kill. If. if switch release date, find that please, Google. July twenty fifth, apparently. It's just, isn't that a brawler? What is it? Uh, yeah, it's a fighting game. Okay, but well, appara- no, is it a, is it a one on one fighter, Street Fighter, or is it a brawler? Uh, I believe it's a one on one like uh, Street Fighter. Um, the uh, the the Switch version currently is sitting at a sixty five percent on Metacritic. Nice. That's because the guys who did Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball Fighters did not actually develop this game; they just kind of oversaw the game. So <laughs> I, I think they're technically publishing it, and yeah, yeah, they. I think they helped with some of the visuals because it does have the same kind of anime look that Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball do. Yeah, but but uh, yeah. But, but sitting at eighty eight percent of Metacritic right now, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Okay, but you know, if it's I think like, of, it's it's your Monster Hunter, it's the game everyone seems to like that you just can't jail with it. No, if I think if I put the time into it that I put into any Persona game that I put into you know, like the first three Valkyria Chronicles games that I put into you know any JRPG, I think if I let it you know go on to the point where I understood everything that I can do running around this stupid academy, and it is a huge physical Hogwartsian place. Like, it is a colossal campus that you have to run around and actually talk to people. That doesn't sound fun. No, and the mini-map is kind of shitty. Oh. And, yeah, and uh, and you have, like, time points that you can spend that time, like, fishing or having a nice meal with your students, and which raises your, you know, affection meter. Um no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the more affection you have between people, uh, you'll they will give you greater benefits on the battlefield if they're close by. So, in Valkyria Chronicles, uh-huh. how long from when you pressed start... How, how long after when you press start did you get into your first battle? Oh, okay, was okay. Like there was an no. hour. Okay, that's not fucking true. No, 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 no. But but even if it is an hour, that's okay. First of all, there, there that's not hour. fucking true, isn't it? No. Okay. No, I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm I don't know. To, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to answer. But Alex keeps interrupting with lies. <laughs> Alex, 
<laughs> stop. <laughs> you gotta stop, man. Because how it starts is, you're correct. Wealth and Gunther is sitting on, is sitting on by a stream, sketching fish. And then Alicia Welkiot shows up, points a gun at him, says, what the fuck are you doing drawing, okay, writing yeah, that book? No, you're no, probably no. a spy. Then it immediately transitions into, or, the, or then they arrest Welkin. It immediately transitions into a tutorial battle with Welkin and Alicia and I think one uh, hench dude against, you know, a small group of enemy soldiers. Then in combat. But you're you're immediately in combat. Then there's maybe a ten minute cutscene and then there's the next fight. Then there's a ten minute cutscene, then there's the next fight. That's how Valkyria Chronicles goes. Good, because you're there for the combat with the anime niceties on the outside. Yeah, That's and fun. and and the characters in Valkyria Chronicles tend to be excellent, or at least they were in the first right. the first game. And um, like Persona Five, you hit your first dungeon in three hours at least. Yeah, but for a JRPG, that's still not bad. That's pretty good, actually. Well, I finished Final but, Fantasy Thirteen. I know how long you have to wait for things. Uh, sometimes. But the, these these fights in Fire Emblem, um, maybe it was three. Well, these fights in Fire Emblem, they're they're relatively brief. And I know, I know that it's like a tactical RPG and there's all sorts of depth here. I'm not seeing it. I'm not needing it in these fights at all. It's not, I don't know if it's not teaching me about it or if it's just not time to learn that yet. And it's just, here's how you attack. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's not grabbing me. Um, and it's really making a sound argument that I just go and fucking play the copy of Valkyria Chronicles 4 that I have on Switch. You probably should. I because probably I guarantee should. you, you'll enjoy that. I might. I don't guarantee I it. You'll, mm. you'll probably like it more than you're liking this. I, I I did enjoy some of what I played of it, but when I go to my Switch, I tend to just want something small and snappy and actiony. So maybe that 65 Metacritic Kill a Kill game is actually just what the doctor ordered. I don't know. We'll Marvel's review, and I've heard people not like it very much. That Marvel well, Ultimate Mar- Alliance Three. Really? What's Metacritic that? Bad. I don't know. But camera angles are good. The balance is off. It's really mashy. The thing is, that's here too, and I'm taking that on vacation with me mm-hmm. to see if I, you know if I like it or not. The Switch version. No, the obvi- Switch version. obviously. Well, yeah, it's the only the one. The consensus seems to be it is despairingly grindy. I don't like that. I, 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 I specifically dislike grind when it's despairingly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind grind, you know, as a rule when the grind itself is fun. Yeah. Well, see, check this out. The Daily Star gave it 100. Who? Uh, the Daily Star. What is that? Uh, um, well, it's a star, but it's daily. Um, okay. Okay. Meanwhile, Game Rant gave it a 40. The truth is somewhere in between. <laughs> mm. Apparently, it's, apparently, it's a seventy-three. Okay, that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? It sure does. Uh, I think so. Headline <clears throat> in Overwatch news. We didn't talk about the boys on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, let's do we that after talk about the boys. Okay. Let's do that after I like yeah. the boys. In Overwatch news, uh, Moira can no longer use Fade to escape stun effects on the PTR. Uh, the community agrees. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is a that is a good idea. Uh, <clears throat> Momodora, uh, spiritual sequel Mini Minoria, pardon me, has been announced for Switch. So it's probably going to come to like everything in 2020, and then Switch a bit later. Uh, yeah, probably. E Honda, Lucia, and Poison will join Street Fighter V's roster on August 4th. So this it was a leak. First of all, oh. it leaked out of the Steam version, and then everybody knew, and then Capcom like released a trailer. So this was gonna, this was going to be Sony's big announcement at Evo. Uh, this was going to be Capcom's big announcement after Street Fighter V. Street Fighter V is not ending Evo. Street, it's not uh, actually Smashes, which is fine because Smash always makes everything last longer. Yeah. Um, but this was going to be Capcom's announcement at Evo. They're going to announce the three new characters, and usually. Um, when the Street Fighter um, Ono, the producer, shows up, 
and he's, he speaks in broken English about things. He has everybody do a shoryuken and takes a picture of them all. It's a, it's a great tradition. Since this broke, and since this all got spoiled, Ono's like, yeah, I'm not even going to bother to go to E3 or go to oh. Evo this year. So, I mean, this was not supposed to come out. This was a leak. Capcom screwed up. It got out on Steam somehow with an update. So it's kind of sad. And the other problem is, is that I'm looking at these characters and these characters do not in any way, shape, or form make me want to play the game again. I don't care. Not even Honda? About these characters. Not even no. Honda? Not even... Have you watched the trailer? No. He looks... Okay, you watch the trailer, you're like, yep, that's Honda from Street Fighter 4 again. Oh. And Poison's slightly different. And the other character, I don't know. I mean, she's from Final Fight. I don't know who she is. She looks like some... Might have some interesting moves. But it, it's not... It's not what people wanted. People were looking for Capcom to have a bigger, different announcement. Like, maybe Ultra Street Fighter Five is kind of mm. a kickoff where they change rules or do something. Or No, this was like, yeah, we have more characters for the game. We don't really enjoy that much anymore. Uh-huh. So, oops. Pokemon Go has been downloaded one billion times. Uh, <laughs> however, it, it's been out since 2016. It hit 500 million three months after launch. So it took, like, right. almost three years for it to get another 500 million. But how many of those are like farmers? What? People that farm Pokemon and sell them. Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about like agricultural. Workers. I mean, I'm sure there's one or two farmers yeah, out there yeah. playing Pokemon Go. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the soybean guys are doing right now. Probably Pokemon Go. <laughs> uh, Arc System Works has declared all streams and uploads of Kill the Kill Ifs story mode prohibited. To which the internet laughed and laughed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Fire copyright thing against your channel. Um, the PS Plus freebies for August are the Wipeout Omega Collection and Sniper Elite 4. All right, so Wipeout Omega Collection, I believe, has PSVR support. I, you want to vomit. I'm pretty sure I have that, actually, already. Uh, I might, too. But, yeah. on the other hand, you always leave these off. Games with Gold for August were announced. Mm, what do we got? Gears of War 4. Okay, that's solid. Torchlight, the first one. Hmm. Eh. Forza 6. Mm-hmm. And Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, my. So, yeah, I mean, Quite granted, two good. of those, Forza 6 I already own and Gears of War 5 comes with Game Pass, but I didn't have the old original Torchlight, and I actually thought Lords of Shadow was not bad at all. No, so. I you know the original Lords. Well, actually, I liked them both. I liked them both. I thought, I, I thought they were both good, too. Yeah. They were not really Castlevania. They were low-rent God of War, but they were still pretty good. Yeah, well, they were good for the art direction and, like, the romance of the story, and the soundtrack in those games yeah, was incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still, I think it's called uh, The Butcher... Fucking incredible sound. Incredible there needed soundtrack. to be a third one of that series. Yeah. They just, it just didn't happen. Well, I think they did wrap up the story with the second, though, didn't they? I think they did. I don't remember. Does Gabriel die at the end of the second yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. That's right. It's yeah. so long. Yeah, no, the second one is about the devil's mask, isn't it? Yeah, it's about, like, beating the devil. I thought oh. that was the first one. Or is that Dante's Inferno? Shit, they all uh, blend together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Either way, play God of War. Uh, <laughs> PS4 exclusive Concrete Genie will launch October eighth, eighth for the low, low price of thirty bucks. That got a that got a big media push this week, and a lot of people on Twitter were very positive about it. I didn't watch anything. It's the same people who liked um, Little Big Planet, hmm. which is fine. They can have their game. I, welcome to it. I don't think the two are comparable at all. Well, isn't it all building stuff again, or am I thinking no. of a different game? No, no. You're, you're thinking of Dreams, maybe. That's what I yeah because Dreams is media molecule yes it's like jet set radio but hipsters. so what's what is Concrete Genie then I'm, I'm okay. not even sure I know what it is Concrete Genie uh, now, now this is someone this is coming from someone who doesn't really know but from what I've gathered Concrete okay. Genie is the story of a troubled young boy who's bullied in his town but he finds an escape by drawing fantastical creatures on walls with his magical paintbrush and finds that they come alive 
and like light up the night and everything's always so beautiful when he paints. Mm. And so, yeah, I've been seeing shit this past week about how it does look really pretty. It's quite pretty. I'm sure it does. It's quite pretty. Um, you know, some like it's one of these games. Okay. Do you remember the game Papa EO? That yes. Sony yes. was Sony was pushing like all summer, and then it turns out it was kind of a mediocre game that happened to have a message about alcoholism in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's what we're looking at with Concrete Genie. Is uh, unlike Poppy EO, it is quite lovely looking, and it sure has a lesson to teach you. So, <laughs> so I don't know if it'll actually Thanks. be fun. Yeah, well, Poppy EO did not look great. No, it didn't. No, no. It didn't. Um, Sony announced this week that they have shipped 100 million PS4s worldwide. Uh, shipped, not sold. It reached the landmark faster than either the PS2 or the Wii did. God damn, beat the Wii to that. Wow. Uh, I know. Uh, last wow. we heard, 91.6 million PS4s had sold through to consumers as of the end of 2018. So, yeah, we're definitely yeah. going to hit 100 million sold this year. So, yeah, once again, I... The white flag has been raised. Sony wins this generation. Can we have the next one, please? <laughs> oh, man, like the, the Microsoft shareholders are out for blood for the Xbox division. You say, you've been saying that for years. It's but they, they've had the worst happen. quarter of their entire life. <laughs> well, that's because everybody, no one's buying it because everybody knows if we wait a year, we're going to get something better. That's the, it's the end of the generation. Not only Microsoft that. Microsoft does not have the software to drive it. It doesn't. Not it's only that. worse than the first Xbox ever did. But what did. has Microsoft been announcing for the past six months? Repeatedly. Like multi-platform yeah. titles and stuff that's... Not multi- they've been, no, they've no, no, no. buying stuff. They've been buying studios. So what they've been doing is they've been spending money on studios. And yeah. those studios, that'll take years for those games to come out. Yeah. You know, so that's the earnings quarter we have to be worried about is the one in, you know, two, three, four years when all these studios they bought are finally putting out their Microsoft exclusive games. That'll be an interesting quarter. Uh, Hitman 3 is officially in development at IO Interactive, and they're also working on a new IP. Did you play any of the second one? These these are not my kind of games. I, I don't mess with them at all. Okay, it was just when I was, you know, in my early 20s, I could dive into a Hitman game and spend countless hours just sussing out every nook and cranny and loving it. And I don't have that much time anymore. So <laughs> okay. so yeah, like I I played a little bit of Hitman, uh, the new Hitman. I think I played the demo or the first level of Hitman 2. Um I love IO and I support them, but do you remember once in the past, like, God, 15 years, IO Interactive made a game that wasn't Hitman. Do you remember what it was called? Oh, shit. What was that? Do you remember? Can you see those little guys in your head? No, I don't remember. Those cute, remember. those cute little mini ninjas. Mini ninjas? Mini ninjas. Oh, yeah. You liked that. I liked it. Like, it was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like going to set the world on fire. It was good. It was good. It was nice. It was fun. It was light. It was lovely. And, uh, and so when they, when they say they're working on a new IP, that's what I picture is a, is a new mini ninjas. Hmm. And yeah, I could go for that. I just think it's cool that they got the rights to, that they own Hitman. It's their own thing again. I'm not going to play them, but it's cool that they've kept that or got it back. Yeah. It's kind of feel good, like Bungie getting away from Activision. Yeah. I saw a thread on the, um, the the official Overwatch forums today saying that uh, Blizzard needs to pull a bungee and get away from Activision. Everyone's like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand the situation, man. <laughs> yeah. they, they literally sold out. Like they they don't they didn't have agreement like Bungie did. Yeah, no, they're not they're not they're not Blizzard anymore. They are Activision. It's just they've got the name. Anyway, uh, the Outer Worlds is announced for a Switch port. Okay, that's cool. I'll bet it'll have tiny, tiny, unreadable text on the handheld. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and finally. 
Ports of Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 came to every console last week, including Switch, and all of them require a forced login to a Blizzard account, or sorry, to a to a Bethesda account before you can begin playing. Did they get rid of that? Not yet. I haven't, uh-huh. or at least I haven't seen any news that it was, and if it's in the games and I'd have to boot up a game, well, I'm sorry, I haven't bought the games, and I'm not going to, because, uh, well, first of all, Bethesda said it was the have, forced login was meant to be optional, which is probably a lie. Yeah. They weren't expecting the backlash, which is dumb on their parts. Duh. But yeah. but maybe if you're on the fence about this, just don't worry about it at all because Digital Foundry says these ports aren't even worth playing. What's hilarious is I already have Doom and Doom 2 on Xbox thanks to backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. They came out on Xbox 360 and they're great. They're perfect. Okay, you know where I want it though? I want it on my fucking handheld. You know how long I've been waiting to play Doom on a fucking handheld? And now it's a shitty port with a forced login to an account that I don't have. I didn't watch the Digital Foundry episode, but they say it was wrong with it. Like, uh, I, it I, well? like everything's I mean, stretched out or something. Yeah, everything's stretched oh. and squished, so like the Doom guys' faces all squished and all the enemies are like really wide. So they didn't get the aspect ratio no, right? They what the fuck, hell is that? they fucked up the aspect ratio, like... <sighs> they can run Doom and MRIs, but they can't get it to run on the PS4. That is... I'll, I mean, I, I still have my 360 versions. I actually have them downloaded, so every once in a while I'm like, I want to play some Doom. And yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to awesome. play it on a fucking handheld? It would, you're right. It's and, totally screwed it up. And unlike every other first-person shooter, the, your first two Doom games could be easily played with a D-pad. Yes. There is no yes. up and down in Doom. Nope. There's only left and right. Like, ah, oh, how could you fuck this up? This game came out when I was 12. And I will, uh, I will actually defend Doom 3. I liked. Doom I love Doom Three. I was absolutely one of its uh, uh, one of its defenders. It's not the same kind of game. It's the Resident Evil of Doom games. It is. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good way to put that's it. That's fine. With all that, I loved that whole story bit. The whole mm-hmm. like first twenty minutes of Doom Three is just walking around the station before all hell breaks loose and talking to people and looking at things and seeing this world before it goes to hell and then you see it go to hell. Yeah, it oh literally happens in front of you. It was really. It cool. happens in front of you like spirits are flying through the walls and going into people and turning them into zombies. It's amazing. It was so yep. cool. It was so cool. I still remember the gif of the lamp swinging above the pinky demon. Remember that? Yeah. Watching the shadows move on the floor. And it was like, this is a miracle. Lighting is, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was fucking revolutionary, man. It really was. And it's one of my favorite Easter eggs. I think there was like a cracked article about it where like there's a guy typing. And if you read what he's typing, he starts typing, there's this weird asshole standing over my shoulder watching me. I won't go away. <laughs> Awesome. This is why it's good that it is still pretty much on their own, too. I cannot wait for the new Doom. I'm so excited for that. Doom Eternal looks good. I can wait, but you know, it looks looks like it's going to be one of the better games of the year. I want it. I agree. I just finished the 2016 Doom again. Loved it. You you played that recently? Yeah, last week. Oh, wow. God. What what difficulty level? Did you crank it up a little bit? Yeah, I did. I think it was Hurt Me Plenty. Okay. And I did. I got all the secrets. Oh, Ooh, I never got all the secrets. That is impressive. Oh, it's so much fun to get all the secrets. It is. They yeah. did such a good job hiding them. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. you have access to Amazon Streaming Service, Amazon Prime Video, or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't really care. You have access to some very high fiber pulp. High fiber pulp. Like this is mm-hmm. this is pulpy, pulpy, good pulp with something like it, with something to say and a real reflection. We are talking about a show called The Boys. Yeah, on it's a soap Prime. opera, but it's a good soap opera. It's a it's it's a soap opera for adults. It's a soap opera with blood and swears mm-hmm. and a British guy saying the word cunt like every two seconds. <laughs> uh, and a great scene with a 
super baby. A great, a great seed with a, with a super powered baby. Um, okay, so what the boys, this is how I explain the start of the boys to everyone. Once upon a time, there's this guy living in New York and everything's going good for him. And he's, he's just about to, you know, start off his life. He's going to move in with his girlfriend. She's the girl of his dreams. Everything's going great. And he's standing there holding her hands and suddenly she explodes bursts into a liquid explosion because a super speedy superhero just ran through her. And the guy... It was the trailer, wasn't it? Yes. And the the guy stumbles and goes, I can't stop, can't stop, can't stop, and just runs away. And the guy is left there holding her hands. And he is uh, shortly approached thereafter by Carl Urban playing Billy Butcher. And yeah, Billy, he's, doing, he's doing a really good cockney. He, he really is. And Billy Butcher's here to give you the payback you want. And I'm going to get you the revenge that a man should get for his woman. Like, like he just comes in like the devil with a, with a horrible deal for you. But, but the guy is so pissed off and so disillusioned with the superheroes that are I idolized in this, in this world of the boys that he goes with Billy Butcher. And I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the whole season. Like, I don't want to talk about anything that happens in the last four episodes. No, the, the story fucking moves. It's the great. story fucking clips and the character Huey goes through multiple arcs and changes over the course of the season. Yeah, he's, and ultimately he's the girlfriend character. Um. Yeah, all he, the, the most important things he does is tell people to do the right thing. At two different points. Okay, well, I think you're disregarding his personal growth. Like, right, yeah, he 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 kills a couple of people, but mo- the most important things he does in the season is give people good pep talks. Okay, but that you I think we're getting towards the final four episodes. Yeah. You are. So let's what are you doing? Okay, got to talk in generalities, man. Generalities. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> generalities. So I I, t- I didn't tell them anything he did. Okay, now now first of all, I I, I disagree because I think uh, I don't think he's the girlfriend character. Like he does act in that capacity to a degree, but it's, it's not a criticism. I think it's just a really interesting thing to do with his character. It's it's more I think it's more about the the maturity of him compared to specifically to Billy. Yeah, specifically no, to, I love like the anti-hero anti-hero shit to do with him. He's not a good person. He's he's, he's really terrible. not a good person. He he is a terrible person, but he's also our ally and he is a protagonist and we want him to succeed. We do want him to succeed because his quest is actually noble, but he himself is monstrous. Yeah. And, and he lies to get what he wants and he's wrong most of the time. And he brings out those own, those monstrous qualities in Huey the kid. And Huey begins to become just as angry and, and, and really digs ex- expressing his rage and feels powerful in doing that. And that's kind of the first four episodes is Huey transitioning from a scared little whiny whimpering thing into someone who feels strong and righteous in his anger. And then as the series continues, things get more interesting. Because yeah. if that's all he is, well, then he's boring. He's two-dimensional. But that's not all he is. He's not. No. And no character in, in it is. No character. You can't point to one that, that is completely yeah, two-dimensional. Yeah, A-Train. Uh, no. No. You really? Really? You weren't, not, you weren't kind of feeling? You weren't You weren't seeing all the weakness I, in A-Train exactly by the end? Where story, I, didn't, I didn't know exactly where his story was going to go, but like it... I, it worked. Like we'll 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 spoil it next week, and we'll we'll get into it then. I think, I hope. Yeah. Um, but a- I, didn't like, I didn't think the actor was right for the part either. No, I yeah. didn't mind him because he was so kind of playboy to me. 
He was he was a I guy. Didn't get Playboy at all for him. I didn't really buy any. Any. I, I, no, okay, not, not 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 quite Playboy, but but a guy who. There's a couple actors in here I really didn't like, and I liked their characters in spite of their. Okay, who else? Who else? The Deep was a bad actor. Hmm. Yeah. It never bothered me because it, it, it's he, an he, interesting character. I really like his story, but I it, it, actor just did so much obvious shit. It's hard to explain. Nah, I, I didn't mind. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Shue. It was amazing. Elizabeth Shue uh, kind of runs the superhero company. I love her. Yeah. Simon Pegg. That's in okay. In this in this small little role as Huey's dad. Good American accent. Yes, great American accent. Uh, the yeah, guy, it is good. The guy who plays Huey is fantastic. The guy who plays the love interest, who is much more than the love interest, let's be honest, uh, she is fantastic. Like she is eating Kate Mara's career. Yes. Yeah. Let's. She's, I think yeah. she's a better actor than Kate Mara. I, I'm actually agreeing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, and when Haley Joel Osment shows up. Mm-hmm. Is, did, mm-hmm. it, did it take you a minute to see that, realize that it was him? No, I knew it was him. I was like, I know that. I, I, he's been on some stuff. Okay, okay, yeah. Like, I was I was yeah. kind of amazed by how good Haley Joel Osment was when it. Like, it, it doesn't matter that it's Haley Joel Osment. He was just playing an interesting character. No, he he did a great job with it, and I yeah. was actually, like, super, super impressed with him. And by the and end of it. And you understand everything he does. Yeah, yeah. And And by the end of it, this was. I don't know. This was one of the most satisfying superhero arcs. Yeah. Try to try to think of another one recently. It it this is a if this is a hmm, I don't like just on like the story perspective this is like the, the the evil conspiracy they uncover is diabolical. Like it's good. Like, it I is. I was impressed at just how like if there was a it, I don't know. I'm it, not going to say it. It's it a is. good story. It is, but I find but I find the evil conspiracy of the uncover. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to address that in later seasons. Yeah. I find that far less interesting than than the the final confrontation between uh, between a human and a soup and a soup. And I'm, I don't want to I don't want to talk about who we're talking about. The FX for that kill and that scene was really upsetting. Brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But yeah. but um what what I loved about it most of all was the scene doesn't hinge on superpowers at all. It doesn't nope. hinge on that dynamic. It's the, about just like what everyone knows and how they know it. It's about what people know and it's about what's important uh, and it's about manipulation of the weakness of humans. And that's what's so beautiful about the boys is that it deals with superheroes as weak and fucked up as humans are and all the permutations of that and ultimately that's their weakness is like, that they you, have feelings <laughs> you can tell when the character who dies knows they're going to die like their, their, their tone of voice changes and it's just like oh fuck here it comes yeah it was brutal it was really it was, good it was brutal it was absolutely like brutal. Carl Urban is having a ball yes and so much I, fun to watch and him. I love Carl Urban so much like the only thing I don't really love Carl Urban is is actually Bones in Star Trek yeah, he kind of overdid it. No, it's not that he overdid it. It's just that there's not enough of him. I love Carl Urban, and he's just he, kind of he, there. He's mugging a lot in the, in that movie in a way yeah. I didn't like. And and to me, Carl Urban is Doom and uh, Dread. and Dread and now the boys. Like oh yeah, and he, and he was in Lord of the Rings. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, he Carl was. Urban was in Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah, he yeah. was the Rohan bro. Yeah, he he was a good dude of Rohan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Find this final fight you're talking about without knowing who you're talking about on YouTube, just so I can see it. Mm -hmm. But it's not helping me. No, YouTube is not going to give it to you. 
Give what? Might be a little while before it gets taken down. Uh, well, hang on. What are we looking for? He's trying to find the scene that we're talking I'm about. Trying to find the scene you're talking about. Without oh, you'd have to you tell me the names. No, no. A lot of this crap is on YouTube for a little while huh. before it gets pulled down, like TV clips things or. Well, I don't spoil the end for <sighs> yourself, bro. I'm not gonna watch it. Oh, come on. Hey, if it's more than two episodes, I don't watch. That it. is that is true. Whoa. Okay, so I'm gonna punch this into YouTube and see if I can. Probably not. I did, I just look up the boys' final kill, and I've got so and so kills so and so death scene. The boys, 2009, one X8. I. Also, really like the mechanics of the season finale twist. It makes sense from every angle, and that's rare. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Props. Okay. Um. Damn it. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna link it to you. All right. Because you're talking about this upsetting, brutal kill. I'm like, oh, what? what, what it's not what, nearly what? the most brutal kill in the series. It's just upsetting because of the character it happens to. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's really emotionally sad. Yeah, here, let me let me just make sure that I've... Let's see if it happens here. Oh, this is... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, it, wow, it happens, the... it happens. Oh, and the scene on the airplane. Oh, God, Magnificent. it was so... Magnificent. Oh, God. Gut-wrenching. Fuck. This was seriously just like... Okay, and I loved, I loved Chernobyl. <laughs> like, yeah. we all loved Chernobyl. Yes, Chernobyl was very good. This is... Like, I love the boys. That's this not better the, than Chernobyl. It, well, no, really no, apple. Good. It's apples and oranges. This is yeah. way more. Oh yeah. Okay. This is the one I thought I found here. With uh, yeah. looks like looks like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Let's be honest here. A little it's bit. Like Kano is in there doing something. Okay. Are you seeing a move? Or are you just seeing pictures? No, no, no the whole thing. I, I sent okay. him the scene. Yeah, okay. it's okay. the link. I'm watching scene. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the entire scene. Yeah. But I don't know who these characters are, so I'm like, hey, it's a Mortal Kombat fatality. Anyway. And everyone says Homelander is, be- is the better version of the kid from Brightburn. Maybe it is the kid from Brightburn. That that one up. scene with him as a kid in that room, that's yeah. all they need to show. It's just, it's just like two minutes, and it's just like, well, actually, he's not sad, he's not upset, but it's still so cold and devastating. Okay, but something I was talking to a guy at work about today is uh, one of the reasons Homelander is such an interesting character is because of the edible complex that he has with Stillwell. That's not the only reason. No, but it's one of them. It's one of them. It's it. It makes him fucking weird. But oh, here's, yeah, no, but, his facial tics when he's just staring through the wall. Yeah, but... Un- God, goosebumps. But it kind of feels almost tacked on to me because if the basis of the character is, in fact, that he was raised basically in a sterile room with no interaction with people almost beyond the occasional scientist, why does he have a mommy complex? If because a mommy... That's what he didn't have. Yeah, but if if that's not something that was important to him as a child because he, he couldn't have even known well, this that is existed. what happens to, like they're, they're playing with like the, there's like this really famous old experiment where they raised a monkey with a wire cage to represent its mother and one with a monkey raised with a wire cage that had a towel around it and the monkey that was raised with the towel um chicken wire was perfectly emotionally healthy and the monkey that had the the, the chicken wire mother was nuts it was <laughs> just insane was just furious at life in itself. It's it's one of the most fucked up experiments ever performed. Wow. And that's kind of what they're playing at here. He wants what he never had. Huh. Yeah. Either way, this was definitely some of like the best fucking viewing. Like I you, you know, yeah. movies, TV, I don't give a shit. This was some of the best viewing in the last year. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. If there's a party so that's a fucking point, bored yeah. with with Marvel and how, mm-hmm. you know, you know, bloodless Marvel is, go watch the boys. 
<laughs> so we're getting to a point now where if you actually want to see things that are good, how many disparate streaming services yeah. do you need? Nine. Yeah. And Disney Plus isn't even out yet. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day that there's this part of me that kind of wants the DC streaming service just for that fucking Harley Quinn cartoon Netflix. I saw a trailer for the other day. Netflix, Hulu, I guess Marvel counts. I can't get, I can't uh, get. Not Marvel, DC. Can't get Hulu um, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, fuck, I might as well just get rid of my cable. But then how am I supposed to watch Stephen Colbert? I mean, even if you get rid of your cable, these are all, I mean, each one of these is like 10 YouTube. to $15 a month. It's on YouTube. Yeah, but not the how whole episode. How many are you going to pay for? Uh. Exactly, exactly, and I'm not going to. I have Netflix and that's it. I don't even use it. My kids use it. Yeah, I have Netflix and my mom uses it. I don't use it. Like, yeah, I'll, I already I'll... paid 70 bucks a month for my Wi-Fi. I can't afford cable or anything else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of us have Amazon Prime. And that's the only reason, like, I, I don't and even... Amazon Prime gets a whole much more than just, like, just movies and shit. Oh, yeah. No, like, I, I got it's Amazon... shipping, right? I, yeah, I got Amazon yeah. Prime specifically for the free two-day shipping in Canada. And um, and I'd had it for probably two years before... I, I think I saw something that was, like, coming to Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, I should watch that. You know, maybe it was... Uh, I, th- I think it might have been... Oh, God, God, God. Uh, is the Phoebe Waller-Briggs uh, Bridge... Uh, Fleabag. Fleabag was, was showing up on Amazon Prime. And I was like, oh, I've, I've heard of that. I'd like to see that. And so I just fired my Amazon credentials into my PS4. I have this whole other streaming service. I have <laughs> oh, like this surprise! whole, yeah, I have this whole other low rent Netflix. And some of its, uh, most of its originals are fairly crappy. You don't really need it. Like, I don't know why Miss Maisel is so popular, honestly. Um, yeah, no, I didn't like it either. But Fleabag is fucking spectacular. Oh, yeah, Fleabag's. Fleabag seasons one and two are some of the best TV you'll ever see. Uh, the boys is <laughs> worth the price of fucking admission. And it's got tons of like shitty eighties romantic comedy. So like if you want to watch when Harry met Sally or, uh, or, uh, sleepless in Seattle, Amazon Prime. I was just looking for things that, you know, for, for, uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm. The dark crystal age of resistance came out yesterday. It did. Oh, the 30th. It did. August? No, August 30th, there not July go. 30th. Go. God, no, I was like, oh, like, I'm not doing anything out. tonight. I'm watching that right now. No, it's August 30th. Have okay. you seen the trailer? It looked good. Oh, no, it does. Yes. Holy crap, yes, it these does. puppets are moving. I have mm-hmm. not even watched that trailer. It's good. It's good. It's a good trailer. It's a, it's, it's a mix of, they do a lot of the traditional puppeteering, but there is some CG involved and some other things. Yeah, no, like these, like the, the it's only good. thing the Henson companies needed for like the last like 15, 20 years is a good script, which they haven't had. Yeah. Like Miramax, um, Miramax looked like a good movie, but it was not. Okay, okay, ex- excuse me. Uh, the Jason Siegel Muppets? The Muppets? Not the, the sequel. The first one the, or the second one? The first one. Okay, good. That one's fun. That yeah, one was for, for, wonderful. Yeah, I forgot about the first Muppets. That was wonderful. Life's that a happy song good. when there's someone by your side to sing along. Yes. Do, 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 do. That was a great one. And there were yeah. a few of the episodes of the reboot of the TV series were not bad. People, people really turned on that thing. I don't... It's... It was like the office with Muppets, and people were like, no. Well, but it, doesn't ma- but it gave us the Swedish chef doing Rapper's Delight. That is nice. Which and is like, then there was like a tete-a-tete with uh, Kermit, Miss Piggy, and... Um, oh, uh, yeah. Wasn't there a thing with like a younger, hotter frog? No, or no, a no younger, it, hotter was, pig. it was specifically um, a younger, Nathan hotter Fillion. pig. It was yeah. specifically Nathan Fillion. He sees Nathan Fillion coming out of a trailer, and he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> God. No, well, then you also it. had you yeah. had Sam the Eagle pining for Janice. That was always very funny. Mm. So there had some. I mean, it, I didn't. I, I watched a couple of them, and I, I kind of had my fill of it. But it was 
I don't think it made it, it two awful. years, did it? No, it did not. It did yeah. not. It there's a, there's always room in my heart for Muppets. Yeah, there is. Yeah, if you say you hate the Muppets, you've given up on life. Mm-hmm. Fuck those people. Muppets are pure and wonderful. They are. Yeah. That's because. Anyway, I'm gonna go watch uh, Endgame with my buddy. I am finally gonna go finish my next clip show because it's almost done. I just have to edit in the places of the games. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. What you doing, Chamberlain? I'm gonna edit and then I'm gonna play. We Days appreciate Gone. you, Randy, so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play, play Days, Days Gone. Gone. Yes, and, One and, and, of this and, and, year's honestly, great triple exclusives from I Sony. Feel about it. I'm gonna play. No, it is not. You cannot put this up against Spider-Man or God of War or. I, I even will say the their studio sizes still blows my mind. A vast open world with original mechanics and a zombie plague, the likes of which we've never seen. Made by like a vast 80 open, people. Woe is me. A vast open world with very little to do in it, very similar encounters and everywhere. It's 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 a giant world that there's not much to do. My friend says fighting the hordes is the best part of the game, so I'm, I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I fought one. I fought one. It's all right. Uh, you it's know, just I, the last time I run into one, it was in the way. I'm like, I want to get to that question mark over there because I need to collect whatever it is, is and there's this, a horde in the way. This is, this is, this is you, the comic. Guy's, guy's walking down the street with a real angry look on his face, and there's, there's a glowing sign that says, fun in this direction, blink, blink, blink. The guy says, fuck that, and fuck keeps that. on going. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hollow Knight looks um, sad and bows his head and walks away. Yeah, well, that or, oh, or, or anything else that everybody else enjoys, and I'm like, nah, that's all right. That's all right. right. My, my brother is, I, I can't edit my video. My brother wants to play Overwatch with me. Oh. All right, well, go kill people with, with, uh, with Tracer. With your brother. Alrighty. Make sure he doesn't run off too far as David. Yeah. Uh, right. He's, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, right, we're done, we're done. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Alex, thank you for talking. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Some of us will see you next week. What, not all of us? I can't record next week. I'm not going to be near my computer. We're not recording next week. What the recording Chamberlain and Chance without Chamberlain? All right, fine. You know what? We'll be back in two weeks. We're taking a week off. Vacation. Vacation. See you in two weeks. Yay.